Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, hypocrisy in banks. Never saw that coming. New ETF filed with the SEC. And I talked to Mina about their mainnet launch. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, March 25th, 2021. I got the Johnson & Johnson Fauci ouchie, the one and done yesterday vaccine, the COVID vaccine. And man, did I get sick. Last night, woke up with a fever, well over 100. Cold sweats, chills, shaking, bed drenched with sweat, headache, tight chest. Man, did I get sick. I'm getting a little better today, but I'm very, very tired. Took some ibuprofen. I've been lounging around the house trying to get up to do this podcast, but it really knocked me out. So if I seem to be a little bit out of energy today, it's because I am. I really, really am. Kind of like those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And wow, what a bloodbath last night. We thought everything was in the green. We thought everything was going up. We thought Moon, Mars, Jupiter. Tesla said, I'm taking Bitcoin. And then the market just dropped. The stock market, the crypto market, everything is red. Bitcoin is sitting at $51,347, down 9.7% in 24 hours. Ethereum's at number two at 1,600 even, down 7.5%. Tether's at number three, and Binance is at 231.89, down 12.6%. Cardano's at number five at $1.11, down 3.8%, and Polkadot 29.61, down 17.3%. It is brutal out there. It is brutal. It's one of those days that you just don't look at the prices. Come back next week, folks. Come back next week. Total market cap, we're at $1.61 trillion, with a BTC dominance of 59.6%. But I don't want everybody to think that it's all down from here. Don't worry. Well, actually, this is not financial advice. Maybe worry. (laughs) I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I mean, people are still applying for Bitcoin ETFs. There's more and more people getting into the space. Yes, you're going to have pullbacks, but I don't think we're done yet. I don't think we're done yet. And nobody I talk to thinks we're done yet. In our conversation today, I talked to Evan Shapiro, CEO and co-founder of Mina at O1 Labs. This is a complete blockchain that's only 24 kilobytes. What? Listen to what he has to say. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Look, you guys just launched your mainnet, and I want to know a couple of things. I have questions for you. First of all, what is O1 Labs? Two, what is Mina? And three, what is the mainnet? Yes. So O1 Labs is the company that I co-founded and I'm the CEO of. I, we've been incubating and like building Mina protocol for the last almost four years now. It's It's, it's been a while. We're a team of about 30 people, uh, engineers, cryptographers, uh, you know, community folks. Uh, we're building building the protocol. And the protocol is uh, Mina. 
So Mina is a cryptocurrency with a lightweight blockchain. It is a sync blockchain that can be verified basically anywhere. It's only of 22 kilobytes, so it's very, very small. Basically, like a, a good way to have developers access to zero knowledge proofs for building applications which can support privacy. So we aim that between uh, this very lightweight blockchain and having features around privacy and bringing real world data onto the chain privately, we can build something that both can connect cryptocurrency to the real world in like a meaningful way and empower users. Excellent. So before we got onto this call, you told me what O1 meant. You said it was some nerdy like cryptography thing. Can you explain it to everybody? Yeah, for sure. It, it refers to like the uh, like algorithmic complexity um, of an algorithm. So like, let's say you have a list and it's like N elements long, you would have O of N being like the complexity to, um, to, to look at all the elements of that list. So we're O of one labs. So we build things that are O of one, like Mina blockchain. It refers to that Mina is always O of one constant to verify, no matter how big it gets. So no matter how many transactions you throw at it, no matter how um, high throughput it's doing, no matter how old it is, it's always the same size to verify. And like I said, that is some nerd shit. I don't know anything what you just said. If somebody does understand what this guy said, please email me, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Come on the show. We can talk about this. You can break this down a little bit more. But look, Bitcoin blockchain is around 320 gigabytes, I think, or something like that. It's storing a lot of data. It's storing a lot of transactional data information. You know, it's a huge ledger. How do you guys take that down to 24 kilobytes? I know you're, it's not Bitcoin you're talking about, but if you do have the transactions and the data and all that stuff, it should be getting pretty big. I mean, am I wrong with this? So like, sort of, like, sort of, yeah. So, so okay, um, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when you want to use Bitcoin, when you want to say, what is the balance in my account? What is the balance of someone else's account? You need a way to verify that you're looking at the real state of Bitcoin. And the way that you do that is you download the Bitcoin blockchain. And downloading the Bitcoin blockchain is really just downloading all the transactions that ever happened. That's what you need to like know that you're looking at the real valid state of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. What we do in Mina is different. Instead, you download a zero knowledge proof that says all the transactions, all the consensus uh, transitions since like since Genesis are all valid and you can just trust the Merkle root of the current state because you have a proof of it and the proof is equivalent computationally to if you downloaded everything and checked it but the proof's only 22 kilobytes okay so what is a Merkle root and is that like just like the hash of the whole blockchain altogether effectively it's like the hash of the current state of the ledger gotcha 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 so basically if you have that you're just basically assuming that everything is true because that contains all the data from all the transactions right there exactly yeah and usually to build that proof you have to download all this data and run all this computation with me you know, you just look at a zero knowledge proof that just is really small and just tells you that it's correct that makes sense okay so wait we're talking about the mainnet launch what is the mainnet and how does this i guess go into everything that we just spoke about yeah, so like I said, we've been working on this for like four years, but now it is finally uh, we we like are it's it's released. We we did it. It's a very like a fully decentralized network. We have like a very large community that's like you know running all of the um, block producers, which are much easier to run because these nodes are so light to run full nodes on Mina. Yeah, I mean it's just like a very like exciting moment for us and for the community, uh, and we're really excited also for what comes next. Like. Uh, we really want to help, um, you know, bring this technology to the space and help make it better, which is like what we've been aiming to do and what we finally now can do now that it's released. Excellent. Give me some uh, facts here, man. How, like, is this proof of work, proof of stake? Proof of stake. How many nodes? 
Uh, currently, I, I want to say around, well, we have 700, uh, we call Genesis founding members. So at least 700. Like Ethereum, you need to have X amount of Ethereum to be, you know, in the proof of stake uh, protocol, be staking. How many Mina do you need to, to do that? Or you don't even, it's not a there, requirement. There's no requirement. Um, anyone can show up with any amount of Mina and they can start staking. Excellent. How, where are your loads located? They're, they're extremely global. I think, um, and the community generally, I think we have like some crazy like 120 countries represented. I don't know the exact number of like nodes under that, but like it's like something close. It's like, you know, high tens to like low hundreds of countries. It's crazy. And what's the throughput? The throughput, the throughput's like um we, we've been focusing on putting the lightweight blockchain out and like the the snark developer tooling. Like throughput has not been optimized yet. Throughput's pretty low. Okay. So but are we talking like around seven for, for Bitcoin or what? So currently on the network, it's set to point two, but we're going to be able to like, you know slowly optimize that as time goes on. It's a, it's what's really interesting is that uh, usually uh, cranking up the throughput puts you in the situation where like you're adding more transactions to the blockchain and, um, you know, lowering the decentralization because everyone has to download all those. With Mina, it's more of an engineering problem. And this would crank it up and yeah. And this would be listed under Mina token or Mina, correct? It's Mina, yeah. Excellent. What, what exchanges are you on? Uh, we, we just launched. So it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, just launched. We oh, did so announce a partnership with a Coinlist for an upcoming token sale, but like we're 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 pre uh anything. So this that. is gr- this is like the ground ground ground. We're at the bottom bottom, and it's only up from here. So so my question is, when moon? <laughs> um, I I wouldn't have an answer to that. I I will say that like we are extremely excited for all the things that we want to build with this thing. Like let's like ignore like like to- like token and all that. Like um, we think there's so much potential, and uh, we're excited to go build it. Okay, so then final question, serious question: What do you think the potential is for something like Mina? Look, there's a lot of like uh, platforms out there or protocols, you know, floating around. Everybody wants to make their own mainnet, make their own blockchain. Why Mina, and what's the future of Mina? And okay, and the third question, part of that is: How are you going to take market share from people that have already? Got it. What I was excited about the space originally and what I love about it is like this idea of crypto for end users, for people like actually making their lives better. And I think there's like crypto is like tending towards world right now where like, you know, like I I want crypto to be a space where like people can get access to the technology in a decentralized way, in like a way that's like fully like user empowering. And I, I, I see Mina as like being like kind of the, the thing that fills in that gap that lets people access cryptocurrency, both Mina and the ecosystem generally, um, through its small, easy, accessible uh, zero knowledge groups. Is there a cap on how many Minas will be mined or staked or produced or come out of thin air? What's the cap? There's a we have a we have a blog post on like our token economics, but but like a like basically in summary, like there's a billion initially, and there is a initially like 12% inflation that goes down to like uh, seven, and then uh, we're gonna like see where we're at then this will be four years from now for the community to decide one of the things that make uh bitcoin so you know appealing to a lot of people and litecoin and other things with is that they have a cap you know even bnb they have a cap they're not going to make more after after this ethereum everybody's like "Eh, you could always make a little more ethereum and apparently amina you can can probably make a little more amina is that even important to you like that that you have the tokenomics that you have like uh say a deflationary cryptocurrency or you just are making me when you mean it is needed like i think because it's proof of stake and anyone can get access to staking really easily that's like the whole point is like everyone can get the access to like this increased inflation it's an incentive for everyone to stake and to like be part of the network I, to me it's like less important what's important is that the incentives are right for everyone to participate in the network and that people are like they're fairly incentivized to do that and they, and they, they get tokens for it wonderful evan shapiro co-founder and ceo of o1 labs thank you very much for coming on the show and talking to us about Mina Token, and congratulations on your main net launch. And in today's headlines, 
Goldman Sachs. They filed an application with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, for an investment product that can expose clients indirectly to Bitcoin. The SEC filing says that investors could be exposed to this disruptive innovation. Fidelity is one of the largest financial institutions in the world, and they're seeking approval from the SEC to launch a Bitcoin ETF, according to a new filing with the SEC. So far this year, we've seen ETF filings from Skybridge Capital and Van Eck here in the United States, and also we've seen two ETFs come out of Canada. Fidelity's director of Global Macro said that Bitcoin has a unique advantage over gold. This should make you feel a little bit better with today's bearish prices. Bitcoin wallet and payment service provider Breeze has introduced a new in-app Lightning podcast player. Dubbed Podcasting 2.0, the new feature allows users to stream Bitcoin payments to podcasters as they listen. The Israel-based company wants podcasters to become self-sufficient, self-monetized, and ultimately censorship-free. Being a podcaster myself, one, we always like to monetize. But two, I'm just wondering why anybody would pay for something that's free right now. Podcasts are free. They're accessible. I don't understand why you want to stream payments, especially in Bitcoin, to a podcaster. If you guys want to send me Bitcoin, I'll put my BTC address in the description so you can send me some Bitcoin. But I don't know why you would. And finally, some banking hypocrisy for you. In the five years since the Paris Climate Agreement, the world's 60 largest banks have financed fossil fuels to the tune of $3.8 trillion. Who are the biggest culprits? JP Morgan, Citibank, and Wells Fargo. This may demonstrate a pretty big hypocrisy on the banks' parts, as most of these banks have promised to do their part to fight climate change in the past. Even last year, JP Morgan pledged to align its lending with the Paris Climate Agreement, and they are literally giving out hundreds of billions of dollars to fossil fuels. Just keep that in mind next time a bank talks about how much energy Bitcoin uses. Just a little hypocritical. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'm here, sick and tired. I'm going to sleep, but I'll be back tomorrow. Same Matt time, same Matt channel with all the energy I can muster. If you want, you can send me an email, matthewaron at decrypt.co. Remember, tomorrow is listener questions. So if you send me questions, I'll answer them. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. Diamond hands, strong hands. I know there's blood, lots of blood, but keep your head up. Just don't look at it. <laughs>